All right, we are happy, but but in a way, a bit sad to welcome back to Radio Parallax our good pal over at the Sacramento News and Review, well, at least up until recently, Cosmo Garvin. He first, first appeared on Radio Parallax back in the various, very earliest days, I think show number six or something like that, uh, talking about, I think, voter, gaming the vote back at that time. He's been covering City Hall and a lot more here for the Sacramento News and Review over the years. We've checked in with him on many occasions, and we're going to do so right now to talk about the fact that Sadly, he's leaving. But uh, first off, welcome back to Radio Parallax, Cosmo Garvin. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's been quite a run. 15 years? I, I, yeah, it depends on how you count it, but about 15 years. I, I left briefly somewhere in there, and, but I uh, got sucked back in. <laughs> you try to get out, but they keep pulling you back <laughs> exactly. in. Exactly. So that, yeah. Michael Corleone. It's hard to even focus on all the different stuff that has taken place in, in a decade and a half. Uh, we've been tracking with you on a, a lot of those years, but certainly I guess we should start at the most recent and the most, I guess, that's gathered the most ink, the little squabble that's been taking place with Sacramento's illustrious mayor, Mr. Kevin Johnson. Yeah. Well, you're talking about him suing us. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was happening just just as I was kind of getting ready to, um, you know, I went to grad school a couple of years ago and um, got a master's degree in public policy. So I, I thought, Oh, I'll, I'll go get a real job now. <laughs> and, um, that took me a little while, but so, um, as I was, um, just had accepted a job, um, all this stuff sort of broke out with, uh, Kevin Johnson, the mayor of Sacramento suing, uh, the newspaper, but also the city of Sacramento in order to block release of, um, kind of a subset of emails that he, um, they're not even his emails, but they're city staff. Right. Um, has These are sent. official, official correspondences electronically. Well, well it's, a, gosh, it's, it's a complicated, bag, right? it's a complicated yeah. thing. So the mayor set up for his staff, this network of Gmail accounts mm-hmm. and they all say, um, uh, like if you had one, it would be doug.omkj at gmail.com. Okay. So it's kind of a quasi official. It's, it's like it's city, it's for doing city work. You know, it's your work email, but they argue that these are personal email accounts because they're not on city servers. It's just a way of hiding emails from the public records act and from the public. Well, this is this is this has been going on the national level too. I think Carl Rowe was involved in a lot of hidden emails under Bush. Hillary Clinton's under some fire for stuff, but yeah. this is a whole burgeoning field of how to how That's to produce really emails you can hide. Yeah, it's really interesting. And there's a case at the California Supreme Court right now that is um, a somewhat different set of facts, but um, it's the city of San Jose versus a guy named Smith um, who sued. He wanted to see some emails that were on. Uh, "Quote unquote personal accounts and personal devices, um, and the courts have been going back and forth, and hopefully they'll settle it next year. But in the meantime, the city of Sacramento is saying we don't have any rules about personal email accounts, and until it's settled in San Jose, we're not going to even bother to look at it. And the city council is completely checked out on this issue. The, these emails are emails that actually ended up on city servers because they were sort of cc'd and forwarded around enough." Right that they ended up on city servers. And and um, some of them had to do with this, this takeover that he did of this organization called the National Conference for, of Black Mayors, um, which is now basically a defunct and bankrupt organization after 
um, he sort of did his thing. His lawyers argued that some of the emails that we had requested included attorney-client communication and um, having to do with a legal fight over this National Conference of Black Mayors. And By the way, I really want to admire his, his legal team. When I heard him on one of our local uh, radio programs, they immediately just went to this. They just muddied the waters furiously about they how really well it did. has to do with, with other official business here and there. And it was like, well, yeah, you can make this really complicated. You can make this really simple. And it actually could be quite simple. They definitely have muddied the waters a lot. It's such an interesting tactic. I mean, before the lawsuit came, Kevin Johnson's lawyers called me up, emailed me, and I called them. We had a phone conversation, and they made it really clear that they said, you know, Cosmo, we're going to sue you. If you want to go to court, you know, you can do that, or you can curb your public records request. You can change your public records request to agree that you don't want to see anything that we say is attorney-client privilege, which is ridiculous. I mean, there's no reporter should ever agree up front to a third party sort of asserting attorney-client privilege over a bunch of records. I mean, that's... And by the way, you can trust us on this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, So I said, you know, look, if the city says something is protected by attorney client privilege, they can do that under the Public Records Act. And, you know, and we can have a discussion about that. Um, But that's the city's job. It's not my job. It's not your job. We're not going to have some side agreement because I have no idea what records, you know, I have no idea if you're telling me the truth. Let's crank it back to let's 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 crank it back to like why why were these emails of such interest to you and 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 we the public? Well, they weren't. Of course, back to the whole. Well, are we talking about the whole arena deal? I mean, and. I mean, we can go back a long time. You know, I for for years have been interested in the the ways that this mayor really somewhat uniquely, I think, has sort of blended public resources with his private um, nonprofit organizations, his private um, uh, enterprises and his sort of brand. You know, he's created a lot of nonprofit organizations that he um, sort of exist just to kind of market his ideas and his political brand. And he raises enormous amounts of money from people who have business before City Hall um, to fund these organizations. And it was really out of that, just reporting on that whole phenomenon, that I sort of realized that they were using these this network of Gmail accounts. At the same time, that also became really apparent in the lawsuit over the King's Arena, um, because a lot of those emails were ended ended up in discovery for that case. And then, right at the, that same time, all the Hillary Clinton stuff came out about her email issues. So at that point, I just said, I want to know how the mayor is using these Gmail accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why is he using them? what staff is using them, how often are they being used. So I I filed a pretty broad public records request just asking for everything I could get going back two years, which was just a what I thought was a reasonable number, using these Gmail accounts. And I had no idea how many emails it would be. I didn't know if it would be dozens or hundreds. I thought, this must be, surely this must be limited. They wouldn't be doing that much business using these uh, Gmail accounts, and it's just thousands, tens of thousands <laughs> of emails. Um, it's and what we've since learned, um, according to the mayor's former special assistant Ari Graswich, uh, he says that about eighty percent of the 
business done by the mayor's office staff is done using these private accounts. And that's, you know, so that's everything. That's city business. That's the mayor's uh, nonprofits business. And according to Grasswich, it's campaign, political campaign stuff. That's to me, is the sort of story that I've been following. Well, you guys spilled quite a bit of ink over this. He even got picked up the Sacramento Bee even finally finally woke up, <laughs> broke out of their slumber and started talking about it also. Sort of. I mean, they sort of did, but I think they're missing. I mean, they got really interested in this whole thing with the National Conference of Black Mayors, and they yeah. really started hammering, sort of hammering on that and that the mayor used city staff to do this and um, raising questions about whether there was really a benefit to the city to use city staff to get involved and play politics in this, you know, organization that's based in Atlanta. The B seems to be missing the bigger picture, which is that you've got this whole sure. this whole section of city government, right? The section that really drives the policy agenda more than any other section, um, which has just walled itself off from the Public Records Act. I, I bitch about it constantly. They don't seem to be picking up on that idea, nor does anybody in City Hall for that matter. But, <laughs> well, let's um, talk about City Hall after all these years of covering it. I mean, it's certainly not a secret. I think that, uh, you know, uh, who was it? Some wag once said that, you know, politics is about the golden rule. The guy who has the gold makes the rules. And I think, you know, in Sacramento is not an exception in any other place in terms of like people with a lot of power and money. They seem to get what they want. Do you come away sort of disillusioned after all these years? Or do you, do you see that, it, you know, sometimes, the, you know, the right thing happens? Personally, I'm pretty disillusioned. I'm hoping I'm hoping you're optimis more optimistic than I. Um, you know, I go back and forth. I it's it's not hard to get discouraged. Um, I think, yeah, definitely the idea that money sets the agenda. That's a big theme in my reporting. I think it has been for 15, 16 years. What are we going to do without bites here? This is something I look forward to every week. This little <laughs> little snarling chihuahua and then your pros going after these guys. This is going to be missed. Yeah, I'm going to miss doing it. I mean, <laughs> I I totally love doing it. And I'm, you know, I'm. Um, it's a weird feeling this last weekend, you know, not having that deadline. But of course, the door is always open. You can probably, I'm sure that the paper will be happy if you make some contributions. And then you probably will, won't you? I, th I think so. I mean, I'm, you know, I got a new job, you know, I got to, I got to um, be present for and I want to be there and be completely focused on that. Um, and then when I kind of get that wired, you know, I'm going to see kind of what kind of time I have Free to a little do time. So you kind of, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and where, where are you going to in the real world of jobs? You know, I don't want to cause any heartache for my um, new employers, but I'm working at the state. It's been interesting. Well, so they, I'm sure doing when, policy work. You know, that's well, when they hired you, they knew who you were. I mean, they know that you, you what you've been doing for the last decade and a half. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they're okay with that. Yeah, they do. When I talk to them, I kind of ask what the rules were um, about outside stuff, and I and I think it's just they're cool as long as I don't have any direct conflicts of interest or I don't bring them into it. You know, into okay. anything I'm doing outside. So, um, but you know, it's a, it's an agency in the in the EPA, in Cal EPA, and I'm doing policy work and, um, you know, policy analysis. And and that's what I was your, trained to do. Right, you're so. putting your degree to work now. Yeah, apparently. There's a lot of folks from the same <laughs> from the same program right in that little area. So, Cool. And Cosmo, I don't want to belabor this topic because I just hate it, but, you know, the <laughs> arena has been in the news so much. We talked about it on numerous occasions, and they're finally building this ugly squash tin can downtown. 
And, you know, we had a basketball player mayor whose his job seemed to have been to, to bring home the bacon on that. And, well, it looks like looks like he did. But damn, I'm not anti uh, arena. I mean, I you know, my concerns have always been about whether the public investments, quote unquote, investment, the public subsidy um, was all it was sold as. Well, when the public got a chance to contribute, they rejected it. And so, you know, and there was even an effort to put it back on the ballot, and they, they, they scuttled that. For me, that seems like dirty politics. I don't know where you stand on that, but I, I just think there was some skullduggery. Yeah, I thought it was sleazy. I mean, look, the city council many years ago passed a policy that said explicitly if, if there's going to be any public subsidy for s- sports facilities, there's going to be a public vote. They ignored that policy or they rescinded that policy. There's sort of differing accounts about what actually happened there. Um, but, you know, you got people like Marcus Bertone at the B and, and others who just said, what a ridiculous idea. You know, the public shouldn't have any say in, in something like this. That's why we have a city council. It's a representative government. And, and you know, we at the News and Review were jumping up and down and saying it's it's not it's not a crazy idea. This was the city's policy. Yeah, exactly. You know, nobody wanted to mention that. I am convinced that it will be more lively around the arena than it was. But on game that's night? not saying, you know, that's not <laughs> there's saying. there's a game. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, on when it's dark, it's going to be dark. Yeah. Um, um, but there's, a, there's just a lot that doesn't get said about these things. I mean, there, there's a reason the city, um, the blocks around the arena and the blocks around downtown plaza were so dead. I mean, part of it was this, the city's policy of buying up properties and leaving them vacant. You know, part of it was this the city's redevelopment policy and the way it distorted um, the property game down there. That's certainly not the Sacramento I moved to back in 1989 in terms of, you know, the vibrancy that used to be down there. Is just, that's to dry up over the decades. Yeah. I mean, I'm no, I'm look, I'm a big government liberal. I think, you know, government can improve people's lives and promote human flourishing and all this stuff. The mess that government created downtown, um, I I just got to think that if we had just let people develop and have businesses and I I think we would have been better off, we would have gotten more bang for our buck than than the 50 years of sort of mega projects that we've been doing uh, down there. What about transparency, ethics and transparency here? This is something we should just kick around a little bit. I, I was, I've always been impressed on more than one occasion when there was a, a topic of some interest to me as a, as a citizen or neighbor or whatever. I've gone down to these city council meetings, and it just amazes me how all of a sudden they do a little sleight of hand. And, no, oh, okay, now we're going to talk about this over here. And it was like, wait a minute. It was just like, where did you come up with that? Mm-hmm. And they do these maneuvers sometimes that are very impressive. And, and, and I know when the Mercy uh, Hospital expanded, I went to a city council meeting. They were expecting them to address this issue. And all of a sudden, it was just off the table, and they were talking about something else. I've only been to a few meetings. You've been to a, a jillion of them. I'm sure that... Uh, I try not to go to... Oh, okay. <laughs> must be disheartening. TiVo them if possible. But. <laughs> but I mean, a lot of people just, you know, people are so frustrated with government. They want, to be, they want it to be more accountable. I think there's a real feeling of that right now. I mean, you had... Mayor Kevin Johnson several times uh, tried to get a, a strong mayor measure passed. Right. And, um, the early reaction to that back in 2009, when he rolled out that idea, people looked at it and said it was like all the power for the mayor with none of the other 
uh, sort of protections that you saw in California big cities, including um, an, an ethics commission, right, with some power to sort of enforce local ethics and transparency rules, which is standard in every big California city. Um, and I think because of the because of the failure of strong mayor last year, because of the controversies around Johnson's emails and his use of public resources for his private agenda, and because of some sexual harassment scandals yeah. um, recently in City Hall, I think you're really starting to see the sort of the strongest movement we've seen yet for a bona fide ethics commission in the city and some some rules on ethics and transparency and really just a higher standard for public information and, and what a concept <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's something that's been dear to my heart for years and years and years so it's it's um i'm excited that we're possibly approaching that um i'm also really leery i mean just looking at the the composition of the city council that we have right now, which mm. is by and large hostile to this idea. Well, every time, every time, I don't know about you, but every time that whole strong mayor thing popped up, I kept thinking, not that I'm a fan, but I kept thinking of this scene in one of those Borat TV shows where he's following the guy around who's a candidate. And he starts chiming in to help him, saying, like, yes, Mr. Cunningham will seize power <laughs> like Stalin. <laughs> Couldn't help but think of that every time Kevin wanted to be such a strong mayor. Yeah. Well, that didn't go so well for him. People didn't cotton to it too much. Good. Well, anyway, Cosmo, we salute the work you've done here at the News and Review. We think that you know we're, we're big fans of investigative style journalism on this program, and we we you know we're glad for the work you did, and hope that you'll be doing some in the future once you you know kind of get settled into the job and maybe have a little spare time. Yeah. Ah, oh, thanks for having me back, man. I appreciate it. Okay.